If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. In this episode, we are giving you our very first 2023 NFL mock draft of the season. With it being week one of the NFL season, we wanted to give you this as a starting point. There's been so many different conversations about prospects during summer scouting, a lot of rankings that we have gone through here on this show. Now it's time to put them in everybody's favorite format, a mock draft. This might be one that we look back on and have a laugh, but hey, could also be one that we look back on and say, this is a guy that we called pretty early on in the process. We'll get the uh, we'll get the draft order as well. We'll talk about teams, where we have them, why we have them there, and so much more. I'm Trevor Sycamore. With me, as always, is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. And this, Connor, is once again a true mock draft Monday. This is oh, you love version 1.0 of the 2023 mock draft season. And with the NFL season kicking off later this week, we had to give you a first mock draft for maybe... Old takes exposed purposes. Maybe when we look back on this, we go, how in the world did we have this player this high or this low? But it's going to be fun. We're going to give you all 31 picks of the 2023 NFL draft because shout out Miami Dolphins. They uh, do not have one of their selections in the first round, but they still have the San Francisco 49ers selection. So Dolphins fans, you do still get a little bit of action here in this show. But all 31 picks, we're going to give you 31 names from our big boards, collectively, what we saw from the first college football weekend, everything. Connor, how are we feeling, man? We got one week of college football officially in the books, and we are ushering it in with the mock draft here. I'm excited. It's time to overreact to things, underreact to things. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell you why your team is going to be picking in the top five, and then you're going to be furious. And we didn't even make this order. I believe it's just based mostly off the Super Bowl odds. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're washing, not guilty. I'm washing my hands of this. I'm guilty. washing my hands of this. If you know anything about listening to this pod, we are never guilty of any wrongdoings. We are never responsible for anything. So this is going to be fun, man. And you and I have already done top fives for every position group. So this isn't much of, I mean, call me crazy, dude. I feel like by maybe October, November, you and I will be ready for those two rounders. I'm not saying we're oh, going to yeah. do them. I'm not saying we're going to do them, but we'll be ready to go. I'm, this is... This is by far uh, the most groundwork I've done before a season ever started to begin with. Way to sign us up for a two-hour podcast yeah. in the middle of the season, no, 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 no. Good it's job. It's going to be part one on Monday and part two on Tuesday. <laughs> so we're I'm taking not, two. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm making that clear out of the gate. Okay, that was good. That was a way to hedge your bets there. Way, yeah. way, to, way to hedge your schedule. We already should, have no man. life this football season, Trevor. Come on. No, now. this is this college football was awesome, man. We, we yeah, right before we hit record, we were chatting a little bit about what each of us were doing on Saturday. I had a classic college football. 
Saturday where uh, I got into the office, was watching a lot of the games with a couple of the people who worked at PFF. I sat down in the seat right after 12 noon Eastern and I wasn't leaving that building until 11 PM. That was, it was a classic college football weekend and look, noon games weren't the greatest games in the world, but there were still plenty of players to focus on. Maybe some players that we're going to be naming here in this mock draft. Uh, Connor, do you want the odds of the evens? I always give you the floor. I always give you the voice. Which one do you want here? These things kind of decide have decided for themselves here. Uh, I am going to be taking the odds. The Jets are picking fifth, and you are going to be taking the evens. The Bucks are picking thirtieth. Wow, fifth! What kind of Jets hater are you? The Jets going to finish with the fifth worst record in the NFL. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I made this order uh, with my bare hands. I crafted it from clay. (laughs) So blame me. Scream at me. But man, yeah, you're right. It was a, it was a fun Saturday. It's you know it's that one where you wake up and you're like, oh, game day's on, and you and you're like, ah, it's not really that cool out yet, but it's still nice to have college football on for a million hours. You and I were laughing that you know we literally just watched college football from like 12, 12 to twelve, hey, baby. and then it's go we go right into video game haven in the wee hours of the night. Boom, loading up war zone at eleven thirty. Oh man, we are just straight living right now. It feels good. So obviously we uh we did not make the order for this, but we will tell. You you guys the order as we are running through things we're actually using pff's mock draft simulator to go through this entire first round mock draft you guys can do that as well if you got a pff membership you head on over to pff.com the order that is set i believe was set a couple weeks ago using vegas odds for most likely and least likely to make the super bowl so obviously with no games played yet that's what we're going off of so as you go through this mock draft we'll also be naturally revealing where each each team is picking and we'll kind of give our say of whether or not we think there's a little too low, a little too high for each teams. But we start, Connor, with you at number one overall and the Atlanta Falcons. Are the Falcons the right team to pick here at number one overall? And then who are you going to take for them? I, I think it's fair to say they're right in this conversation, right? They're a roster that needs a lot of work. They are so fascinating at quarterback right now. And I, I'm particularly excited to pick for them maybe in this spot a couple months from now because something you and I have talked about is we just don't know what Desmond Ritter is yet. We know what Marcus Mariota right. is yet. At best, he's a bridge guy. We don't know what Desmond Ritter is yet. They invested a third-round pick with him where it doesn't wipe out quarterback off the board if you're picking number one in what looks like a good quarterback class. Will Anderson is the best player in this draft. I don't even think a quarterback is the second best player. I think that's Jalen Carter, and I know Falcons fans would easily cheer for somebody like that. But Trevor, until they have one, it has to be quarterback. And for me, it's Bryce Young in this spot, right? So uh, I'm a little – I see some more projectable traits at times with Stroud. Obviously, Anthony Richardson had a massive week one. This is a good quarterback class, honestly, but Bryce Young hasn't done anything – uh that tells you he's he's not you know isn't warranted of being picked here so for the falcons they get the guy that is their clear-cut quarterback they'll build around for the future he's going to be the 1.1 pick off the board now you had stroud as qb1 didn't you i did i I believe you did but it was close i mean i had stroud qb2 and we both talked about how close that was are you i'm I'm hesitant to ask this question because i don't know if you've gone over the all 22 of it yet because it just came out like are you hesitant at all about cj stroud with them barely eking out a win at home over that notre dame team no i think that notre dame defense is tough i think they're well coached i think they have talent i I thought it was funny to me how things are perceived I, i thought you know stroud and richardson were the guys that played against 
legitimate defenses week one. So if you're expecting perfection, I don't I don't know if that's truly fair. Um, I, I would still have Stroud. I think I had him third on my big board with Young as fourth on my big board. But a lot of this mock draft is, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out how things ultimately will go, not always necessarily what I would do in that chair at all times. And, you know, Young is fascinating because he is going to be picked apart for his size. He's small. There's no way around it. He's small. Mm. Um, but his accuracy, his twitchiness in and out of the pocket, there's a lot of really, really nice things about his game that are going to translate. So I think when all is said and done, he has a shot to go number one as much as anybody in this draft. You know, if we, when we go to number two here, we've got the Houston Texans. And I'm looking at the couple of teams that are behind them. Top five, we have the Atlanta Falcons, the Houston Texans, the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, and then you mentioned the New York Jets at number five. <laughs> the first four teams could all be using quarterbacks, man. And I don't know how Easily. spicy we're going to get, but Will Anderson, we talked about how good he is. Thought he looked fantastic this early weekend against Utah State. But if the Texans are picking at number two overall, Davis Mills clearly isn't the guy. And they don't have another quarterback. Oh, that's a good point. That's a so, good point. You know, I, I would love to pick Will Anderson here, but it seems kind of silly to do so because, yeah, if, if the Texans are picking that high, they're not going to give up on the chance to draft the franchise quarterback. I'm not too worried about C.J. Stroud either. C.J. Stroud's going to be my pick here for the Texans at number two. He still had some big-time NFL throws, man. Absolutely. And if you remember last year as well, it took him a little bit to get his feet warm during the season, and he was starting off with some really tough competition. Remember, Ohio State played Minnesota last year, then they played Oregon, two big games. They ended up dropping the Oregon game, but – and CJ Stroud was kind of go through an injury a little bit. So he looked a lot better when he was fully healthy in that latter half of the season. I would say even for most of the season, it's about 70% after that start. Notre Dame, you mentioned it, whether it was in Columbus or not, it's a tough team. That's a well-coached team, an inspired team that was clearly playing really hard for their new head coach in Marcus Freeman. So maybe Ohio State got a little too ahead of their skis. Maybe they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're number two in the nation. Everybody's got us as a number two team. And then Notre Dame came in and gave them a little bit more of a fight than they thought. But they pull it out in the end, and they pulled it out in the end with C.J. Stroud's arm. And I think that that's kind of what matters most. So I don't really have too much hesitation here, but if the Texans are picking number two overall, um, I think they're picking quarterback. So I got to go with Stroud here at number two. Yeah, I don't think anybody can, uh, you know, can deny that selection when you look at just everything he has in the toolbox and when you do the full sample size of what he's done not just the week one reaction you're, you're not going to just wipe him down the board that's just insane and you know it just it just goes back to we everybody really evaluates things in a vacuum so much when the college football season starts mm -hmm. rather than what you're really going to do for the draft is the full sample size and and once again stroud was the guy that had a legitimate matchup to start things off. And you're right, Trevor. There was plenty of really good moments in that game for him as well. And the Texans, you know, I would have loved Will Anderson to go there, but you're right. How long can you just, you know, go down this road of, of picking early and not taking a guy that a lot of people project as a high-end starter? And yep. that's where I go for the Lions here. If the Lions are picking at three, which they are in this mock draft, it, you the timeline of Jared Goff's money starts to make sense uh, in this draft in 2023 it's they're not they can move on if they need to it's not all guaranteed they could free up some money they really couldn't do that this offseason and it really wasn't the quarterback class to take that kind of risk now we had Bryce Young and CJ Stroud come off the board one and two there is a gap at the moment of quarterbacks 
so and let's not forget the Lions also pick uh, again in this first round at 27. Yeah. This is tricky to me. I'm not going to do the super overreaction week one thing and and bump Anthony Richardson all the way to here as he'd much be, as he'd be the next guy, right? He'd be the next guy. And he, listen, I thought I was as high on him this summer as anyone, and I had right. him 41. So right, right. I, awesome game. I am rooting so hard for him to be uh, not QB three, but even higher than that in this draft. I it, let's just give it a little time to breathe. And he he's you're gonna hear his name today. It's not that. It's just. I don't want to react that way. So for me, I'm going to take Jalen Carter here. I, I look at what they're building uh, on that defensive line. Yes, there is the prospect of Aiden Hutchinson with Will Anderson. I totally get it. Yes, that may be the route they go, but they do. I'm not. I know it's insane to not take Will Anderson because Charles Harris is there, but they need to get better at defensive tackle. Jalen Carter is a special, special prospect. And I mm-hmm. still do think Will Anderson is the best player in this draft. But Jalen Carter has a chance to be neck and neck with Will Anderson as that guy. And they have a clear need to me, right? I know they've taken some young defensive tackles recently. But Jalen Carter is in a different tier of defensive tackle than we've seen for the last couple of years. So sure. I, I just I just love seeing him and Aiden Hutchinson playing side by side for the next eight years. Look, I... I love Jalen Carter a lot. You and I talked about this at length when we went over the big board episode uh, not too long ago when we were forming this show's official ranking. And I told you, for most of summer scouting, I had Jalen Carter as my number one player in this draft. I mean, the, the, the dude's ability is just insane. And for as much as we are going to constantly talk about the two quarterbacks at the top, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I think Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are above them yeah. Oh, right now, now, when it comes to being just prospects overall, as good as what you can do, playing your position as well as you possibly can. And so the things that Jalen Carter can do, did you see the play of him in the backfield just absolutely tossing a 330-pound yeah. man like he was a doll to get into the backfield on a, was it a third and one or a fourth and one? It might have even been a fourth and one. I couldn't it, remember which yeah, one Yeah, and somehow they got it, but... He almost blew up the play single-handedly. Dude, single-handedly, insanely strong. That insanely and another uh, another rush where you see how low he can play for such yeah. a big man. He had a really impressive game, and and there's no, it's not that there's no weakness in his game. It's that he is equally as strong as both a run defender and pass rusher. And to find that for an interior D line that can play pretty much from five tech. Four eye, three tech. I think you could play him at shade nose, no problem, and doesn't lose anything. Is it's pretty rare, dude. Georgia had a defensive lineman go number one overall last year, and Jalen Carter yeah. was still the best defensive lineman on that. that team. Yes, best yes. defensive lineman on that team, and they had a guy go number one overall last year. So I know people are going to be freaking out with Will Anderson still on the board at number four. Calm down, he's coming off the board now. But Jalen Carter, seriously, I mean, he's up there with the the freakiest dudes that are going to be in this class for what they are capable of. Number four, I just teased it. This one's just way too easy. Seattle, yeah, it's on Seahawks a platter for you here. At number four, Seattle needs pass rush. I know they drafted Boye Mafe, but they they need pass rush badly. And a player as good as Will Anderson, they just don't come around very often, man. I mean, just you love everything about him, everything that we've seen so far, the early production, the technique, the athleticism, the explosiveness, the – the length, the bend, the the football IQ, the effort, everything, man. It's just, it is all there for him. One of the cleanest, best prospects that you're going to scout. 
this upcoming season. And there's no way he can get out of the top four. Cause if you count for quarterbacks, you might throw a couple in there, but there's no way Will Anderson's getting past number four, especially for a team like Seattle. So if they're picking in the top five and they're not going quarterback, they'll be happy with, uh, we'll get Will Anderson there. Okay. This is where it gets, it finally gets really tricky, right? I think we knew those four guys were going to go in some kind of order one through four. The jets are on the clock at five. If they're picking at five, I'm sure there are going to be some questions about Zach Wilson as well. But once again, the two top quarterbacks went off the board here. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Miles Murphy, the edge from Clemson in this spot. There's a couple factors here. One, there'll always be a team that looks to improve their pass rush. It's the the meat and potatoes of their defense. Carl Lawson, I hope, has a huge year. Um, But once again, Carl Lawson's last year of his contract will be in 2023. So you're drafting for the long term with this pick. You're pairing Miles Murphy uh, maybe with one year of Carl Lawson, but a couple years of Jermaine Johnson. Quinton Williams, I think, is going to be there for a long time. This is a classic Robert Sala, toolsy edge pass rusher, super explosive. Uh, I think is a lot more talented than what the stats say at Clemson, as we've talked about, because of the defense, the way it's run. I think he fits Sala's front four really, really well. I'm sure if uh, Bruzzy had a big-time season, he'd be in this conversation because the Jets will eventually need interior defensive line help or even offensive tackles if George Fant opts for free agency. If one of the tackles plays has a big year and moves up the board, there's none in this range right now. So this is probably the pick that I would think changes the most in the top 10, uh, seeing where the Jets' needs go and, and who kind of has a big year. But Miles Murphy is well worthy of being picked fifth overall. Yeah, and I mean, he'd obviously be awesome for that defensive line. He could do so many different things go. for you. More of he'd a powerful free. guy. He'd love it. He'd he like, would. What is this? He would. the green light? He would. He would. I mean, Brzee as well, right? You would hope yeah, that both of them. Well. Yeah, no doubt. Both of them, when they're getting to the NFL, hopefully they'll have a little bit more of the green light. So, like the Miles Murphy pick there, I think a lot of people are going to have him in the top 10 for sure just because of his build and, and how all around his game is. Number six, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. If the Jaguars are picking at number six, look, they've gone pretty defense heavy with a lot of their premium picks over the last couple of years. I think it'd be time to switch over to the offensive side of the ball. Let's get Trevor Lawrence some help. This is a I mean, I'm kind of projecting this a little bit. Quentin Johnson, who I had my wide as my wide receiver one, I love the overall ability from him there. Didn't get a lot of action in, in his first yeah, week. A quiet. He was. He was a little bit quiet. It makes me think that even though I have him at wide receiver one, do I think that he's going to be the top wide receiver off the board? I don't know. I feel like it's a lot That's safer. So early. I feel like it's a lot safer to say that Jackson Smith and Jigbo would be somebody that the Jaguars would love to get on this roster as a true best friend. Let me Trevor ask you this, Trev. You know what? Are, is there something to it though that he does have so much production out of the slot, and that they have Christian Kirk on a massive money deal to be that slot eater? I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. You I just wouldn't play care. him outside and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba is just—he's just too good at separation, man. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I think that you're when you are a team like the Jaguars who are really just trying to get a lot more dynamic talented. and just a lot more yes. talented, right? That's the word on offense. I don't think they're at the point where they can kind of nitpick that you're just trying to pick the best football players overall. And even though I'd love to pick Quentin Johnston here, I don't know if he's going to, to really achieve that potential and take that next step where he does this year to be picked as the number one wide receiver in a mock draft. So even though I love him. I think it's probably more realistic that we go with Jackson Smith and Jigba here. You know, I think he's more of a mid-round wide receiver than a top 10 wide receiver. Jags are going to be looking towards offense. And so the only other player that I probably would really pick 
I guess offensive tackle, maybe now that I'm now that I'm like talking out loud. Like Peter Skaronski looked awesome for Northwestern to start the season. Yeah. Michael Mayer. Destroyer. If if you want nice, what a nickname. That's good. Guy lands in Ireland and just destroys everything in sight. I'll go Smith and Jigba here. I'm gonna go Smith. I'll, okay. I'll I'll stick with it. I think they need I think they need the playmaker. They need to get more dynamic on offense than anything else. So for the time being, we'll go Smith and Jigba. All right. That puts the Panthers on the clock, seventh overall. This is pretty tough, right? I mean, they're a team that took Iki Aquanu um with the top ten pick last year. They feel like they got their offensive line solidified. We're gonna learn a lot about them. More so solidified, at least. They yeah. Hope. Yeah, we hope. Um, we're going to learn a lot about them this year with the, how the Baker Mayfield project goes. If he has a big year, he's probably going to be there to stay. And we know there's a lot of weapons around him in that offense. So the Panthers are one of those funny teams that, sure, they're not viewed as a, a good team in the NFL. But when you look at their roster, there's not all these needs that scream out to you like, my God, they're awful here. They're awful here. So they're hopeful, right? I mean, like they you are at, hopeful. You look it's at the a terrible roster. I was on a I was on a radio show that's based out in the Carolina area last week. They were kind of asking me about the Panthers and and like what I thought about the season upcoming. When when I think about the roster, I don't hate it. No, not you at put, all. You, especially with Christian McCaffrey back. Like, you've got decent wide receivers. You've got Christian McCaffrey. The offensive line's improved. The defense is young, and you got a lot of really nice players to look forward to. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, uh, Jeremy Chin. You've got J.C. Horn. you got a lot of young corners there, too. So it's like, I don't hate this team. I just don't have faith in Matt Rule. That's, yeah, that's yeah, ultimately that's what it comes down to. So when you're doing mock drafts for the Carolina Panthers, it's kind of like, well – not as bad as I thought it was, especially picking at number eight here. But if anybody listened to me, I, I think they're going to go under on their win total. So I do think they're going to be picking around here. So I've bounced around a lot of thoughts on this pick. And I, I know people will think it's crazy to take a guy that will probably play, have to play guard for them the way their offensive line is set up. But I'm going to take the Dublin Destroyer here. Oh, you Skaronsky. son of a gun. Yeah, sorry, Bears, no shot there. What are you uh, doing? Yeah, and it, wow, you would have kept him in the Chicago area. You had the whole plan for him, but I'm going to snipe you uh, as payback for the 8 million times you sniped me this summer on every exercise we did. So yeah, That's fair. Skaronsky to the Panthers because my take on him is if it, Icky works out a tackle – then great. Skaronsky, to me, I really think has guard flexibility, center flexibility when you look at his recruiting background. If Icky needs to play guard, Skaronsky could play tackle. You're just adding more talent to your offensive line for a team that just doesn't have 8,000 needs. There wasn't a pass rusher I wanted to take here. I need to see it from Bruzzy before I considered him the pick. I like their wide receivers. Skaronsky, to me, is, is a really, really nice fit there to become a tougher team. Sorry, Trev. I talked a lot to buy you more time. That's tough, brother. It's tough. I mean, the Bears need a lot of shit. You can they figure do it need out. a lot. Of, they do need a lot. But you just took the biggest. You took the guy that they needed the most. All right. Yeah, I know. Okay, Bears are up at number eight. We got Brian Brzee still on the board. Wide receiver options. We got Kayshawn Butte. We got Quentin Johnston. I like a Keely Ringo selection. I don't hate that. They have Jalen Johnson, but am I forgetting somebody else at corner? Yeah, they just drafted Kyler. Okay, they just drafted Kyler Gordon. Yeah, so they've invested they, a lot into that secondary. They do. They got Jaquan Brisker. They have Eddie Jackson, who I still like. Pass rusher intrigues me. You got Andre Carter. Oh, man, I think I might go Carter. Yeah, that's a fun pick. I think I might go Carter here. 
We know Robert Quinn's not going to be there. Right. Is Brzee that more talented than Carter? Because they do have Travis Gibson, so they have some edge talent, edge talent right there. Uh, I'll... Oh, no. He's stuck, folks. Trevor, it's our first mock draft. It's not going to make or break your reputation. I know, but I take the. These are still like I, I the, do too. The reason look, why they're fun is because you're in a pretzel you, you, right now. You put yourself in them situations, right? That's what yeah. makes them fun. That's what makes all these things fun. Uh, let me see the wide receiver room: Equiminius, St. Brown, Darno Mooney, Byron Pringle. Oh boy! Yeah, it's it's a thriller. All right, Quinn Johnson, it is. <laughs> that was easy. We're taking Quinn Johnson. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. Get Justin Fields some help and a wait, big-bodied wide receiver. Wait. Or would you cape for Broderick Jones? I mean, I personally Do you would. think that he'd be worth it? Yes. High? You think I, so? Absolutely. He's awesome. They need He's offensive line, man. overall player. They need offensive eight. line. Okay, I'm going to go with Broderick. I'm, I'm going to go with Broderick like Jones. I'm going to go with Broderick. I'm going to do this. Like it. They have to pick off this line. They have to pick offensive line. That's what I think, at least at this point. You're up. I got I out of it. I got out of it. I got out you of it. Did. You did. You fought through it. All right. I'm the Giants happy. are on Proud the clock at nine. Oh, man. The Giants. Even Joe Shane. It, did you see that presser? He kind of did like a it is what it is thing. Like, no, talk, I didn't he, see this. He basically, I forget the exact quote, but he was honest that like the roster is not his fault in a sense because mm. of how bad Dave Gettleman was that he was like, you know, we're working with what we can. And you know what? <laughs> He's being on. He's right. I know a lot of people were like, I don't know if you should say this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know either. But like, you know what? The guy inherited a mess. Kenny Galladay can barely move out there. Canarius <sighs> Tony practices like once every eight weeks. I mean, the guy inherited a total mess and he's trying to make the most of it. So the Giants here. Mm hmm. I, this is the Giants are so easy here for a team that has a lot of needs and, and could even be in the quarterback conversation. The Giants hired Wink Martindale. They had to cut James Bradbury. They need corners for that defense. They liked Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley. They didn't get them because the Jets and Texans took them before they had a shot to. It's got to be Keely Ringo here for me. I could sit here and, and sell you Antonio Johnson, uh, Garrett Williams, Cam Smith, on and on and on. But I'll take Keely Ringo, the most talented one for the Giants that are going to play a lot of man coverage. They're going to bring a lot of pressure. You know what? If you're if you're Committing to that system with Wink, you need the dogs to go do it. And they weren't able to get that because you can't get everything in one year. But next year, they got to be thinking premium on cornerback. So Ringo's the pick. Yeah, I think this, this is a good pick for them. Uh, it, it was a situation where the Bradbury storyline, it was like, how are you how are you moving on from this player? Because I, I remember when we were doing our uh, guest mock draft series, right? And that was around the time when people were like, yeah, James Bradbury's probably out. I'm like, what do you mean James Bradbury's probably out? They, they need James Bradbury. How are they going to be able to move on from him and be able to play that kind of defense they, that they, they want? They have no choice. No, I, I know. I know. No, I know it, you're right, though. It's it, like it stinks. That's kind of what Joe Shane was hinting at. Like, I, right. you know, here we are. So here I think that that's – I think the corner's the, the corner's the right play. I'll, I'll – I'll, Things considered. I think corners the right play for uh, for the New York Giants there. Washington football team. Oh, they're Washington Commanders now. I'm just kidding. They could also go corner here. I was eyeing Keely Ringo. We've got Brian Brzee still on the board. Keishawn Butte, I think, is 
sort of along the same lines with the receivers that they already have. If Butte has an unbelievable year, obviously he could be in consideration for them if they're picking this high. Antonio Johnson, okay, this is this is a decent selection for Washington because they have Cam Curl, they have a decent secondary. But I feel like another corner is something that they would really need, like outside yep. corner, like true outside corner. I agree. Like I'm thinking of Cam Smith here or Eli Ricks, but probably Cam Smith. <gasps> Either one. Either one. I don't hate it. I'll tell you right now, and justifiably so, the Q's fans are so fired up from that Garrett Williams interception. He's he is great. It was a it was a great play. He, it was a great it play. It was kind of like a hey, like I'm right in the mix here. Don't forget about me. You can be a little stock up player on tomorrow's yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give I don't want to give away tomorrow's show. I already am starting to get too excited. A little, little stock up section. All right. Well I like where your head's at here with corner. I am gonna go Cam Smith. I know Cam that. Smith here. Love the attitude. Love the mentality of the corner. I'm not, right. gonna, I'm not going to say he's like baby J.C. Horn. I'm not going to say anything like that. No, 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 like, no, no. He's got, he's got an attitude to him. He's like, you know, he's, he's coming from that same kind of a program, coming from that same kind of stand. So I'll go Cam Smith there at 10. I like it. Uh, the Steelers are on the clock here. They're a team that it's pretty obvious they need offensive line help. I think as good of a team they are, it might be a tough year at times, um, you know, because of that offensive line, whether it's protecting Trubisky or, or Pickett. So I'm going to go with Paris Johnson Jr. here. We've already had two tackles taken in Skaronsky and Broderick Jones. Mm-hmm. Paris Johnson back at left tackle. Really, really like to see that. I think he's going to have a nice year. I think he's going to easily play himself into being a top 20 pick. So the Steelers get a young, very talented offensive lineman that has some position versatility, but his long-term home is at one of the tackle spots. They definitely needed offensive line. Dude, it's it's bad on paper, but it's not been good during the preseason. I I know they have so much talent at the skill spots that they can get the ball out quickly, but it's, uh, I mean, it's it's bad. It's pretty bad right now. They definitely, they definitely need that. So, um... I'm all for that pick. That makes that makes a lot of sense to me. Minnesota Vikings at number 12. This could be a Quinn Johnson spot. I don't know how much longer Adam Thielen's going to play. The Jalen Rager wide receiver move trade does not do anything for me at the top of the first round. No, no, no. The other wide receiver they got is K.J. Osborne, but he's kind of in a slot. I think I'm going Quinn Johnson here. Yeah, they're going to need a long-term running mate. I think I'm going to go playmaker. Because, I mean, Brian Brzee could also be a pick. They got Harrison Phillips. They have Dalvin Tomlinson. I guess them going after Ross Blacklock means that they're definitely looking to upgrade that area. So they definitely could go with that. Antonio Johnson could be another pick. But I'm going to go Quinn Johnson. I'll go Quinn Johnson. Because the the, the Madden kid in me loves... The idea of getting Quinton, Quentin Johnson and Justin Jefferson in the same offense. It's a lot of explosiveness. It's a lot of fun. So we'll go the wide receiver from TCU, Quinn Johnson, super explosive player, guy who's got the uh, the size and the athleticism to play on the outside as an X receiver. Vertical guy, can do a lot for you at the catch point. Um, and I think he's got the potential to be a lot more than that too. So we'll go Quinn Johnson as well. Yeah, so that's the fun. You made the fun pick, and I will always co-sign the fun picks for the mock draft. You know what? I deserve it. First, you really do. Get get yourself something nice. Thank you. Appreciate it. 13, the Eagles on the clock uh, for the first of two times on today's round one mock draft. Trader Howie Howie always has something up his sleeve. Yeah. So for me, this is a really good roster. One of the best rosters in the NFL. It got better by adding Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I am going to get take Andre Carter here from Army. 
Nice. They, when you look at their roster, it's so dang talented, but it still feels like they need one more rusher that could play with some power at edge for them. They have Josh Sweat. Obviously, somebody like Hassan Reddick is more of a speed finesse rusher. They got the big guy in the middle in Jordan Davis. Fletcher Cox is still there. I, you know, obviously, Brandon Graham's a guy that's getting a little older. I'm looking ahead for what their edge pass rush situation is going to be. And Carter can really, really play. Uh, you can rush him really wide. He's got the size to hold up, I think, in the traffic inside. So for the Eagles, for me, I was pretty clear-cut going into this draft. I wanted a pass rusher for them, and I'm, I'm thrilled he's still on the board. No, this is a big this is a big time pick. And, and Andre Carter, I'm just very excited to watch him throughout the rest of the year. I, I think he's I think he's an absolute stud, man. I think that he's got so much potential. He's a uniquely gifted player with how big he is, yet how explosive he is, how how tough he is to get hands on with his length and his explosiveness. You just don't see that combo very often. Do you, you know what? A, a conversation that'll be interesting with him. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen with the service time situation? Situation. I don't know because that's always up to like it's always like fluid, isn't it? Yeah, like some guys can some guys can get. Um, I don't know what it like pushed back right it's, like they postponed? can get pushed back i think some guys although this this has been like rescinded before some guys there's like flexibility to uh switch your service time to more recruiting on your off season it's a very complicated thing that we're just gonna have to keep an eye on because mm-hmm. nobody nobody knows right now with andre carter and trevor i i don't remember a time in my life uh a service academy player that was being put in the round one of mock drafts it in september what was the last wasn't it wasn't like army's last first round pick like in like 1960 or something yeah i'm pretty sure it was like 57 maybe like something around there so this is usually a combo we have with a day three player every couple of years yeah this conversation uh we we weren't the podcast in wasn't around in 1957 um but if it was we would have cool discussed it was. It. yeah we would have we would have we would have known this a lot better <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders at number fourteen. Sure, it'd be cool if it was. I feel like this is the. I feel like this is the time that Brian Brzee comes off the board. Yeah, I like that. They've got Jonathan Hankins. They've got Blau Nichols. But I, I mean, obviously Chandler Jones, Max Crosby on the outside could certainly go corner. Could go offensive line here. I don't think there's an offensive lineman that I'd really stand for with those top three guys off the. Now, I like Anton Harrison. I just don't know if he's gonna he's gonna be a top 15 pick at this point Blake Freeland's good too but I don't think any of them that are the talent that Brzee is I think you got to go with I think you got to go with Brian Brzee here I mean I'm, I'm not going to argue that uh you know listen it's there's a huge opening for him to make a jump and have a big year and you know we're just kind of waiting to see it so I'm I was very honest I think on the summer pods that I thought Ika was more impressive to me but it's the sample size situation and it's a different player it's a totally different kind of player so yeah the raiders that pick has to be interior defensive line whether you want to go brzee at this uh, point in the draft it i think so but i'll go i'll go brzee here at 14 which puts you with the patriots at number 15 yeah patriots at 15 this pick is kind of simple to me i really like antonio johnson to this team they've gotten older on the secondary they've lost players in free agency like jc jackson they are a team that really values physical, smart, high IQ defenders on the back end, whether that's at corner or safety. Antonio Johnson is such a perfect fit for them and, and a player that at 15 kind of feels like a steal. 
we got the Titans up at number 16, which means that we're halfway done, which means that I got to tell you guys to download the PFF app. We got a brand new PFF app. If you're an Apple user, go to the App Store. You can download uh, the PFF app, and it is free and unlocked until football season starts. So you got a couple more days to go download it. Enjoy all of the best of PFF. It, I mean, you could see, you could read all the articles, all the lock content, everything that's on there. We've got a news tab constantly updating with analysis for breaking news. You can turn on notifications so you don't miss a single breaking news post from us. Um, Everything, man. I mean, it's got your fantasy fixes if you're super into fantasy football draft season when that rolls around. We'll have you covered every step of the way, and the app is only getting better. We just put it out on the App Store, so it is only going to improve as we kind of make changes on it throughout the season. So go get in on it now. You can go get the updates throughout the season, but enjoy it while it is unlocked. The PFF app, anywhere that you get your apps on Apple devices. Also got to talk about our friends over at DraftKings. It is week one of the NFL action and with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, you can get rich. I'm just saying, you can. Bet just $5 on any football game, and you get $200 of bets free from DraftKings instantly. Now everyone can also experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. You get up seven points, you win. That's what it is. Bet on any team in the NFL of your choice, and if your team leads by seven or more points at any point in the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, use the promo code PFF to get $200 free once you place that $5 bet on any game. That's PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. That is 877-8-HOPE-NY. One per new customer, $5 minimum deposit, $200 issued in 825 free bet so it actually allows you to uh play a little bit longer save it from yourself a little bit there you took antonio johnson off the board for the yep. new england patriots feels like a patriots pick yeah tennessee titans are up Keishon butte still on the board so is michael mayer though mm. Mm. Hmm. very interesting isn't it fascinating some would say i'm gonna go michael mayer Damn, I'm gonna go Michael Mayer. I th- I I like Michael Mayer as a prospect more than I like Keishon Butte. So yeah, like, for the Texans, that was probably where I was thinking. Get wrecked. Um, I got wrecked. I deserved that pretty badly, but it's okay. There's always uh there's always other picks to be made, especially for a roster that you know has some work to do. Undoubtedly, they're a team that. Wait 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 wait. You have the Texans right now? Did I did I lose my spot? No, okay, never mind. I couldn't remember who I couldn't they remember the if Browns we picked, pick. I couldn't remember if we picked Will Anderson for them at the top, but we picked CJ Stroud. No, no. So they took CJ Stroud. Uh so quarterback is not in play here. It, the talent has started to it started to flip a little bit. You could start to see the tiers get a little bit lower. They invested a lot of picks into or key picks into their secondary last year with Stingley and Jalen Petrie. The offensive line with Kenyon Green should get better. Ah, wide receiver could be in play here, but I don't know if this is a front office that's going to invest the first rounder there yet. So I'm going to beef up the middle of the defense and go with Siaki Ika. Siaki Ika 
and Roy Lopez. It's your boy. Wreaking havoc. My two faves. Verify Roy Lopez. Yeah, this the Texans, they have a lot of that New England identity of being the toughest team in the trenches, and Ika is that's that's what he brings to the table. My poor uh, Albany Great Danes got swallowed by Baylor, by the way. They lost sixty nine to ten. They did block oh an extra my point. Gosh. They did block an extra point to keep them to sixty nine points. Um, but yeah, so you know, Ika obviously in the in the middle of that. Uh Philadelphia Eagles are back up at number Why 18. is Albany playing Baylor? <laughs> Week one. Money. That's why. Yeah. They're trying yeah, to build a facility. They still call me for money. They're trying so... to they're trying to fix the plumbing, dude. Yeah. Somebody clogged the toilet two years ago and they haven't had the money to unclog it yet. They gotta there's get lot, smacked by a lot more problems there than that, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have the Philadelphia Eagles back on the clock here at number 18. You picked Andre Carter, the edge rusher from Army, at number 13 for the Eagles. They've been making a lot of additions to the defense, but I'm going to mm. keep it going here. Weakest level of the Eagles defense for the last couple of years has been what, Connor? Linebacker. Middle of the field, always. Damn good one that's available. Oh. Not necessarily a true one that's like a I love classic middle linebacker, but Trent Simpson can do I it all that for you. Such a space eater, such a unique player. Very gifted with how athletic he is being able to roam that middle of the field area. So uh, I'm going to go with Trenton Simpson here, which gives the Eagles a hell of a one-two defensive addition combination of Trenton Simpson and uh, and Andre Carter. That's pretty awesome, that pick. I mean, when you look at what Simpson can do, it, it's kind of, kind of a limitless player. He's somebody that can run and cover, uh, can really be used like a Fred Warner kind of player. That's just how talented he is, and that's super, super exciting. All right, the Ravens are on the clock at 19. They're interesting to me because as good as they are, they need help at wide receiver. We got to see what Ronnie Stanley can bring to the table this year. They might need help on the offensive line. They probably are going to need another corner down the stretch. I like what's on the board right now at both corner and wide receiver. I got to go with Keishon Boutte here, though. I, I just... How long can you just kind of say, hey, Lamar, like you're you're going to be the most explosive player all the time on our offense that we need to rely on? And I have high hopes for Rashad Bateman. And I think say Rashad team Bateman team, slander. Yeah, but let's be real. Rashad Bateman is not the type of jetpack player that Butte is. Wow, slander? And yeah, so ca caught a stray. It is what it is. Congrats, Ravens fans. You got a player that's typically mocked in the top 10 to 15 picks of every draft. You get him at 19. This dude can just absolutely fly and would bring a different dimension in, to their offense and really open up their ground game with the kind of vertical threat he could be as well. I like it. I, I'm, I'm, I was obviously poking fun at you a little bit there, but they, they need more wide receiver weapons, especially with losing, uh, especially with losing Marquise Brown. For as much as they like Isaiah Likely, and they're going to get Isaiah they Likely in that game. They just dumped plan. him. Let's be clear. They didn't lose him. They traded him to the team that's on the clock. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they, they got a first-round pick out of it. They, they did, but when you trade from a place, and listen, I'm a I'm as big a Baltimore supporter as you'll find for a non-Ravens fan, but you traded from a place that's now weakness, and you didn't really do anything about it. It's like, well, you didn't really lose them. You kind of created this own problem. That's fair. Arizona Cardinals are on at number 20. Well, I mean, they solve it there because they get Keishon Butte, so it all works out. That looks works out great. And their other two picks were... Tyler Linderbaum and Kyle Hamilton. So not bad. They got Travis Jones for like a third. Oh, cheat. Insan insanity. We can't they get let the this? Ravens keep getting away with this. Isaiah likely was like a fifth round pick. We what can't is do going it. On? We can't do it. Well, you've got to stop. The league collectively has to organize their thoughts here to be able to yep. stop. 
the Baltimore Ravens. And then they feed the Jets to them week one. Don't you just love it? It's oh. like, it never ends. It never ends. Oh, I'm Anyways. so sorry. That's why the Jets are scheduled to pick number five, because they know they're just playing the Ravens <laughs> They got first. fed to the Ravens week one. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals picking up number 20. Uh, this is a PFF podcast. Yes, it is. But I think, I think I'm going to turn my attention to the halfback position. Oh, baby, he did it. I think I might go be John Robinson. Bit we have every time he like he comes up in conversation. We're like, oh, it's a PFF pod, but this guy's pretty good. Because he is. No, Bijan's awesome. So but obviously, good. obviously, we're like so poking good. fun at PFF's reputation a little bit with with running backs because people go way too hard on saying that like we think that running are we the backs bad are boys players. of pff i think we are you know I, what that's what a lot of people keep saying i get like random anonymous letters and they just call us the bad boys of pro football focus i think we need leather jackets we need leather jackets we both have been growing out our hair we have not cut the back of our hair for it's quite true. some time it's true it's true it's we true. are one of these days yeah. i'm not gonna wear a hat I know you've been hiding this for so I know, long. Now I know. I know because like, what's going on. I know because like we're not quite there yet. We're not. I get it. We're not quite there. But one of I these days, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna not wear a hat, and you guys can see that we truly are the bad boys of PFF. I think I'm gonna go running back. <laughs> the only thing that's really holding me back, you know, you took Siaki Eko. We've got Brian Brzee off the board. There's a couple mm. of good edge rushers that they could go with. They just made a move for Trayvon Mullen, which I don't think totally fixes their secondary, but they do still have a young young Marco Wilson. They still have Byron Murphy. I know Cardinals fans have, it seems like, been lower on Byron Murphy. They just paid Jalen Thompson. Buda Baker's one of the best safeties in the NFL. I think I'm going to go B. John Robinson. I really am. Uh, this is a guy who we, we've talked about when we went over summer scouting and even in the big board episode. He is a running back, yes, but I think that he gives you so much around beyond if you will just getting carries out of the backfield he can be an offensive yeah. weapon for you he's a guy who you could even line up in the slot motion out give defenses a lot to handle unique football player I think a very successful very talented unique football player unfortunately texas plays against oklahoma or sorry against uh, alabama next week so maybe the stock's gonna be down a little bit just overall because of that but he is a back end of the first round player believe it Got him going number 20 here to the Arizona Cardinals. I love it. I think it's a classic Cliff pick, too. I think Cliff wants to just outscore everybody. Classic Cliff pick. Yeah. So if Cliff's there, I makes a ton of sense. All right, I, Seattle's back on the clock. I think there's only one player for you to pick here. Oh, I mean, I you know exactly where I'm going with this. They hope, took Will Anderson I... at four. So they're basically going to get my two favorite players in the draft in this mock draft. They are taking Anthony Richardson. Woo! Let's go, baby. I mean, if I'm you're a Seahawks Seattle fan, fan, I'm a Seahawks fan. This this is a fictitious mock draft, and I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. It's this is pretty cool right here. You have a freakish talent at quarterback. You have a double digit sack edge rusher from day one in Will Anderson. This is how you turn to a new era, and they need to turn to a new era. And if they haven't done it yet, it's I would, you know, I'd actually like to hear from Seattle fans a little bit after this show or sometime during the season, like where their heads are at right now. You just watched the summer of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. It, there doesn't seem to be a ton of urgency there. They're, they're, probably, they're probably not in a good place mentally. Yeah, and Connor. it's weird, right? Because you have Pete Carroll, who is 70 years old. He turned 71 in 10 days. So it's not like you were like, okay, we're really like, we're building something for the next like five years. Like you have an old coach. So this is how you do it. You got Will Anderson. You got Anthony Richardson. It's it's freaking awesome. 
We're going to talk a lot about Richardson on the Stock Up show, so I didn't want to go too long on him in this spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you get it. No, that's fair. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers we have here at number 22. Dude, uh, the Chargers are stacked. Loaded. Stacked. They're loaded. Well, I mean, what am I going to pick? They need a right tackle. Yeah, but what right tackle is available? That's the, that's the thing. Good luck. I mean... It's between Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton. Oh, Anton Harrison's who I like. Yeah, I was going to say you like Anton yeah, Harrison. Yeah, so I like Anton there. Harrison. I like Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Extremely experienced left tackle. I know moving over to the right would be uh, a little bit of an experiment because it's not nearly as easy as just switching the positions over in Madden. So there'd be a little bit of adjustment there with him. But I think that this has got to be the pick. I mean, I'm certainly looking at the depth charts here, and it's like, ah, anybody else, it feels like it might be a it might be a luxury pick for them yeah. or an overdraft at a certain position. So, yeah, why not? Anton Harrison, somebody who I, I really like. If he gets a little bit stronger, you know, we went over this in summer scouting. If he gets a little bit stronger, this is a guy who I think plays with a ton of patience. I felt yeah. like he showed the early stages of Charles Cross, where Charles Cross really took that leap that final year nice. to where he just understood and it feels like nothing rattled him in pass protection. I feel like I have seen that from Anton Harrison where he just doesn't feel rattled. Even in those times where guys might get, get under his arms a little bit, be able to forklift and be able to move him a little bit. It feels like he just fights, stays in control, is able to anchor at some point. You just want to see him be a little bit stronger, more dense at that point of attack. So he's not giving up that kind of a ground, but I felt like he had good athleticism for a player of his size, got a lot of experience as an offensive tackle. So yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go offensive tackle here. Draft the uh, the the big positions that you can get a lot of value on. Anton Harrison, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma, going twenty two to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. All right, the Dolphins are on the clock. This is San Francisco's pick since the Dolphins are forfeiting their pick was which was projected to be fifteenth in this mock. They're going to be thirty one picks all year. Get used to it, folks. The Dolphins they have a lot of talent at wide receiver. We're going to see what Tua can do this year. They think they started to figure out this backfield and B. John Robinson's off the board anyway. Kind of an interesting team here. This is a pretty good defense. I still think even having Xavier Howard locked up, who's one of the best corners, at times the best corner in the NFL, I still think they need another corner, Trevor. They put a lot of pressure on their corners. Uh, they've been banged up with the position, specifically Byron Jones. Igbenogany has not turned into what they were hoping for in that spot. So... I'm going to go with Garrett Williams here. I'm going to take the Syracuse corner who just had a hell oh, of a man, play. I might have taken him next. Yeah, Garrett Williams comes off the board as Miami gets their number again. two corner. Snipies. What is this? I mean, it's a great selection. That's a great. I mean, that is. That's a great. The good news is, is, is you, the corner is your corner pantry here is not bare. Oh, never mind. I wouldn't have taken Garrett Williams. Oh, now he wouldn't have no, taken No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can yeah. have him. You can yeah, have him. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can, You'll you allow it. Him. You can have him now. I don't need him. I'm going to go quarterback here for the Indianapolis Colts. Right? Because, I mean, you got Matt Ryan. How much longer is Matt Ryan there? Sam Ellinger, okay, hero of the preseason. Nick Foles, who might live forever. Not sure yet. Jury's still out. But I'm going to go Will Levis. I'm going to go Will Levis here. Levis Fun. is still on the board. And I think this is – look, if we're being realistic about it, especially as it stands here today, one week after college football season has begun. This is a lot closer to the reality of like where you would be okay and comfortable with taking Will Levis sure. than us saying, because, you know, we mentioned it at the very top. 
there were four teams picking in the top four that all desperately would want to pick a quarterback. But if we would have gone Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, it's like, okay, that's it's a little yeah. much at this point. I, I was watching a little bit of Will Levis the other day in week one, and like I love Levis's arm talent, but still there were moments that scared me a little bit with where, where he was going with the football and um, where that accuracy was going. But I do He's a bit think, of a wild card. I think he is a great talent. I think he's a great gunslinger. I think a lot of really great football is ahead of him. I think this would be a perfect situation if he could go to a team like Indianapolis somewhere at the back end of the first round. So obviously a lot's going to change between now and the end of April. But for now, I like this spot. Will Levis to the Indianapolis Colts at 24. All right, the Cowboys are on the clock at 25. They're fascinating to me. They still use another wide receiver, but it's not, you know, red alert yet where I'm going to take Jordan Addison here. There's a couple ways you can go on defense, but ultimately I'm going to keep stacking the deck on offensive line for this team, Trevor. They're hit with offensive line injuries every single year. I know they just took Tyler Smith. He was going to start at guard. Now he's going to play tackle. I'm going to go with Cooper Beebe here, I, a guy with tackle guard flexibility. The Cowboys just need to get younger on this offensive line. They've started that process already. I think they've done a good job of that process already. But Cooper Beebe somebody that's you know moves really well, has played at a super high level for Kansas State, blocking in that run scheme. And I think for Dallas, when you're picking this late in the draft, I have no problem taking this kind of player and, and trying to hit for floor rather than swing for ceiling at such an important spot to protect Dak. Cooper is a damn solid offensive lineman, man. And look for where they are with injuries. They definitely need players that can be versatile and, and getting him the year after you take a first round selection on Tyler Smith. I know that that's a lot of investing in the offensive line, but look, it's who they are. Offensive line is really important. You yeah. got to stay good on the offensive line, especially when you know you have your franchise quarterback back there. You got to protect him. You can't afford to risk it and take years off. That's a good selection there with, with Cooper. Beebe. We got six picks left in this mock draft. Uh, but before we get to those, got to talk to you guys about our newest partner, revolutionizing the world of sports betting and fan engagement by making sports fandom profitable. That company is Symbol, the stock market for sports. Symbol, that's S-I-M-B-U-L-L. Was a PFF sponsor last year. They're back for this football season. Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks, even your cash dividend payouts when your teams win. Symbol took the thrill of sports betting and combined it with the profitability of the stock market to give you a platform where fortune favors the fan. Download the Symbol app for iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the App Store. Use the promo code NFLSC. If you do, that would really help out the podcast, and we'd appreciate it. We'd love you forever. To receive a free team stock valued up to $150 when signing up. PFF team, uh, we're all getting in on the symbol market this season. Connor and I have our accounts. We're going to be, I think, I think it's Thursday is going to be a big preview day. I feel like Thursday is going to be a day where we're going to be talking about like what teams we're buying. Yep. And then Monday is going to be a big recap. Maybe we'll do some buying and selling early in the week too, but I feel I like, like those it. are going to be the days that we're going to do it. So this Thursday, definitely we're going to be telling you which teams that we are buying through the symbol stock market, because we would love for you guys to get in with it uh, for, with us as well. You need to bet with us or against us and then tell us all about the money that you guys are winning. Download the app, create a free account, enter the promo code NFLSE to get that free stock valued up to $150. Plus you get to compete or revel in the combined money that Connor and I make this season. So one of the two, either way, all around, you're going to win. Download the symbol app. It's a lot of fun. Cincinnati Bengals on the clock at 20. Speaking of fun. 
Speaking Bengals. of speaking fun of fun, my Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of upgrades along the offensive line. You love to see it. Can I stop you? Because this is very on brand. Sure. Did you see the tweet that uh, after Cincinnati's game, there was a viral tweet that said, you can't spell Skyline without the L? I thought of you right away. You mean Arkansas's tweet? Oh, is that what Cause, it was? Because Arkansas beat them. No, I, I knew it was because they lost. I yeah. didn't know it was from Arkansas. Yeah, I believe it's from. Let me let me look this up right uh, now. Sometimes I, I think it's just like a blog account, but clearly you, it might have been their legitimate. It is account. the Arkansas Razorbacks account. Can't spell <laughs> skyline without the L, and that is then it is the clip of Kevin from the office. Yes, there it is. Chili all over. Oh the man, because this pod has a bit of a reputation for completely trashing skyline chili, and what? I was like, oh. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put that one into the atmosphere in the moment. A bit touchy. I had to protect you. You're in Cincinnati. I need you. To I don't safe. eat skyline chili. <laughs> you can go after it. I've never. I've lived no, here for but people over are a mad year that you now. Don't. People I've are been mad here for that you over don't. a year now, and I haven't had a bite. It doesn't look good. I don't, I'll try it. I will try it if I end up out there. We'll. I guess we will. Uh, we we're, we'll have a bet at some point this year of me having to eat skyline chili live on the show. Oof. I'll do it for content. Remember the Carlotta Chipotle I'll Bowl that yeah, we tried? I, <laughs> well, I told you that I, I went to go order the, the Carlotta's Bowl and I couldn't even get it because they were out of steak. Yeah, they were like, sir, you need to go to our warehouses to get that. You're not you're not getting that at a normal location. You stupid. All right, back to the Bengals. I'm sorry. Uh, Bengals on the clock here, number 26. A couple of different directions they could go. I wish you could pick a pass rusher for him because I, like I would say they need rushers. a pass rusher. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I guess Dude, your boy is right there. Which one's my boy? Because I got two guys Isaiah who are Fosky. Well, Isaiah Foskey. Isaiah Foskey's good. 15. Isaiah Foskey's good at football. Yes, you had him in your top fifteen. Yeah, but this they got pick twenty six. They, they, they need got, a pass rusher. They got Trey Hendrickson. They got Sam Hubbard. They got Cam Sample. They got Joseph Osai. They got Zach Carter. That's stopping you from taking a pass rusher. Trey Hendrickson is very, very good. Yeah, but what if they drafted Jordan Addison and then let Tyler Boyd walk? <sighs> okay, sure. No, that's a little too much for me. We're going Isaiah Foskey. We're beefing there up. There you go. Stay on. I, I looked at good Isaiah Foskey you. immediately. I was like, okay, this is probably Foskey, but like, can I go mad scientist with this? And I don't really need to. He tried. Foskey. I did try. I did try. Lions on the clock at 27. They got Jalen Carter pretty good player for their defense i'm gonna go with tanner mckee here we've had a lot of quarterbacks come off the board uh cj stroud bryce young anthony richardson and will levis are all off the board i think this could be easily a five quarterback first round this year we didn't even talk about tyler van dyke yet this a lot of quarterbacks in the first round this year yet yet so yeah for me tanner mckee uh they played colgate to open up the season he, his, I watched the first half, and he, he, he. I know it's Colgate, I get it, but like there was some big throws there. The dude's got a big, lively arm, and I, I'm, he's a guy I'm watching very closely this year because I think he has all the tools that staffs are really, really going to fall in love with. So he, he had to go in the first round here. Lions get their quarterback of the future. Green Bay Packers on the clock here at number twenty-eight. 
do the oh, Packers do, do the Packers the do the Packers hate their safeties? Hate no, because I feel like I've read that recently. Oh, do they? Yeah. They have really good corners. That much I know. Hate their safeties. I don't think Amos maybe, has been a bad player for them. I don't think so either. Maybe it's just the depth. Maybe it's just, Savage maybe, has been, I feel like, up and down maybe it's from the where depth. he was picked. Maybe it's the depth part of it. I mean, dude, Jordan Addison is staring you in the face. No, I know. Jordan Addison okay. is, is, again, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm looking at a guy where I go, okay, this is probably where I'm going to go. Is there anybody that I'm forgetting? I'm looking at their depth chart, what could be for their team moving forward, but... It is. It's Jordan Addison. He he won the Bolitnikoff Award last year. Unbelievable when he was the focal point of the offense. I don't think he's like a freak athletically, so I don't think that he's going to be no. like a top 10 pick. Not the biggest guy. Certainly here at number 28. Uh, dude knows what he's doing as a wide receiver, so he can be Aaron Rodgers' best friend here. That's a good scattering report line. Dude knows what he's doing. I like that. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, should, look. That, that's, that'll be a t-shirt one day for us. Didn't dude does. knows what he's doing. Dude knows what he's doing. Love that. All right, Chiefs on the clock at 29. Man, they are just a freakishly talented team across the board. And I easily would have taken Jordan Addison there. I still think they'll need, uh, you know, a clear-cut identity guy at wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. And no coincidence, a lot of them have gone off the board in this draft because, listen, that's... That's how the NFL draft goes these days. We're seeing wide receivers taken earlier and earlier in a higher quantity. So there's no one here, really, Trevor, that I like at wide receiver for them. And I think they've done a good job uh, building a good front over the years. But I'm going to probably go best player available in this spot and take Jaqueline Roy. I I think that Chris Jones is an excellent player. The Karloftis pick is already looking pretty good. Frank Clark, it feels like they've been trying to move on from him it does. for like it for does. two years now. They just need they're gonna need more help up front. And Roy is more of an interior player, but this for me is talent. It was between oh, Felix and Adike, Uzama, and oh, Roy. Come on, that's my guy. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with Roy instead. Sad, here. sad. You hate to see it. Scared to be great. Scared to be great. <laughs> Scared to be great. They've already won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. He's like 25. No, scared to be great they are they're terrified they're terrified to be great the bucks are up at number 30 that's why i was picking for the evens connor was picking for the odds for the new york jets um do you have i will give you a guess okay and who I, only you, want, I only want one okay who who do you think it's gonna be i think you're taking eli ricks i'm not taking eli ricks okay i lose i'm taking a reed gilbert baby Oh, come on. I'm taking a Reed Gilbert. He's not even a top two tight end on his own team. Oh, what a terrible, what a terrible Bro, statement that is. Did it's, you watch the Darnell Express? Yes, yes. And I think that Darnell Washington is is good. Dude, he's but, so awesome. Oh, man. He's so awesome. They are telling you what they think. He's the dude in every package that matters as a blocker. And then they throw him the ball and he runs through everybody like bowling pins. He's he wears number zero. I mean, He's that is the elite. man. That is the elite. man. Listen, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and have you push me into a corner to say bad things about Darnell Washington because he's great. Was the OJ Howard experience not enough for you? No, it wasn't. It was not. I am an, I am an addict to pain. Give me the high ceiling tight end. Oh, seriously, though, um, are you Gilbert? I I get it's it. Your he, pick. I get it. He didn't play. Did he play at all? Did he play? He played. Time? He played. 
I think okay. he played uh, like 15 snaps last I looked. Oh, hell yeah. You love to see it. So he you did get to- on the field, obviously. But he's ne- – look, he he was ne- – Reed Gilbert was never really going to start over no. Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. Brock Bowers is the best tight end in the country. He'd be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft if he was eligible this year. Yep. And Darnell Washington is their steady dude. He he is he is their massive man who is an incredible blocker and I think he is a good receiver. I think people are. I I, I may come back and eat my words. I said this might be an old takes exposed podcast, but I may come back and eat my words. Darnell Washington is still crazy athletic for how big he is, but I think people are are freaking out about the the hurdle and like the hurdle was amazing, but like I don't think that ascends him into this elite athletic category. No, he's not a first round tight end. I want to be clear. Okay, that. all right, thank no, you. No. Ari Gilbert is truly nuts how talented this guy is. And I think that as long as he is committed and focused, which it feels like it doesn't always been when he was at LSU. If he's committed and focused, I think this dude's a first-round talent. No doubt about it. And so at pick number 30, I look at the Buccaneers, and I look at Cam Brates on the team, Kate Otten's on the team, uh, Kyle Rudolph's on the team. They would need somebody different. They'd want somebody different anyways. They'd love themselves some Darnell Washington, but it's my mock draft. Damn it. It is and I'm your- gonna- it and I'm going to go with Reed Gilbert, the uh, the uber-talented tight end who is now at the University of Georgia playing 15 snaps a game. He, he played, so I checked, he played 12. Um, 12 snaps a game. He came in with four minutes left of the third quarter. But hey. Oh, second half, baby. Yeah. That's that's not even halfway through the second half. Save the best for last. All right. Speaking of best for last, the Buffalo Bills are picking last because they are expected to be the best team in football mm-hmm. this year. Um. So good for the Bills. I know Bills fans, that's not enough. They are thirsty for getting over the hump and making the Super Bowl. All right. Ah, This is tough, this one, right? Because no duh, they're picking here because they are so freakishly talented. I struggle with them because I don't think they're ever a team anymore that needs to be like, oh, we need this here now, and it needs to be like a rookie of the year contender. So I'm going to draft thinking way, way ahead for the Bills. They have two of the best safeties. They have one of the best safeties duo duos in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They are guys that are getting a little older. There's been contract issues. They're going to have to replace one of them eventually. So I am going to look at this pick and go with Jordan Battle. Do I think ultimately Jordan Battle is going to be a first-round safety? Not necessarily. But I, I think for this the is, bi- this is the area. I think he could. Yeah, he's he's a fit top fifty ish guy. The Bills are really really good, so they don't need to do anything crazy here and take the next best you know edge rusher, which Felix Anadike was on the board. Um, there was a couple good corners still on the board. Eli Ricks did not go in our first round. Brian Branch did not go in our first round. I so obviously it's it's your pick. You can do whatever you want. If for if we're like simulating a Buffalo pick, I think they pick Branch just because of how unreal okay. he is as a tackler at the line of scrimmage. Yep, how he would just be a reliable run fit kind of a player that plays that hybrid uh, corner role slash maybe safety kind of a thing. But I think they would certainly be happy with Battle as well. But I also think that Branch might get on the field earlier if he could play slot corner. But I, that's just my thoughts. Yeah, it's they're just fascinating to watch because they just took Kyrie Elam in the first round and they have obviously Trey White, who's an incredible player when healthy. Yep. So yeah, you're right. Maybe they go for that trifecta and look for that third corner. That's, you know, going to play in the box a lot. It, they're going to be interesting to talk about this year. Cause they just, and once again, you, if you're them, maybe you hope an offensive lineman falls to you. I don't think they're perfect on the offensive line, but I think they're good. So 
they're a tough team to pick for. And I, I like Battle for what he is. He's, he's one of, once again, uh, kind of the Cooper BB pick of like, listen, we're going for floor here. We need a starter in this spot down yeah. the road. Yeah, they want good. They want, look, they have built their roster well enough to where they can afford to just draft good football players yep. at all of their picks. Yep. So here we go, folks. Uh, I'll recap it a little bit. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see on the screen. But for the first ever 2023 mock draft here on NFL SE, uh, Bryce Young went to the Cowboys or t- to the Cowboys. Bryce Young went to the Atlanta I mean, Falcons. What I don't the hell know, happened? I don't even NFL. know why, why. I don't even know why I said Cowboys. We're, I wouldn't even. Th- I wouldn't think about the Cowboys. I wouldn't think about barbecue. Wouldn't think about Dak. Wouldn't think about the Wild West. I don't know where I, where I even got that. Bryce Young. Atlanta Falcons, number one overall. C.J. Stroud to the Houston Texans at two. Jalen Carter to the Detroit Lions at three. Will Anderson to the Seattle Seahawks at four. Uh, Connors, New York Jets took Miles Murphy at number five. Jackson Smith and Jigba going to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number six. Peter Skaronski at number seven to the Carolina Panthers. Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia, going to the Chicago Bears at eight. Uh, Keely Ringo, the corner from Georgia, going to the New York Giants at nine. Cam Smith, cornerback for South Carolina, Washington Commanders. Paris Johnson, the offensive attack from Ohio State, going to the Steelers at 11. Quinn Johnston, wide receiver from TCU, going to the uh, Minnesota Vikings at 12. Philadelphia Eagles at 13 went Andre Carter, the edge rusher from Army. 14, Las Vegas Raiders took Brian Brzee, the defensive lineman from Clemson. 15, New England Patriots, Antonio Johnson, the versatile safety slot player from Texas A&M. 16, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, number 17, Houston Texans. They took Siaki Ika, defensive line for Baylor. 18, Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson to the Philadelphia Eagles. 19, Keishon Butte, wide receiver from LSU to the Baltimore Ravens. B. John Robinson, we got the first running back off the board here at number 20 from Texas to the Arizona Cardinals. Anthony Richardson going at 21 to the Seattle Seahawks, quarterback from Florida. Anton Harrison, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma. 22 to the Los Angeles Chargers. 23, Miami Dolphins, Garrett Williams, cornerback from Syracuse. 24, Indianapolis Colts. Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. 25, Cooper BB, offensive tackle from Kansas. 26, Cincinnati Bengals, Isaiah Foskey, the edge rusher from Notre Dame. 27, the uh, Detroit Lions, Tanner McKee, the quarterback from Stanford. 28, Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. 29, Kansas City Chiefs, Jaqueline Roy from LSU, the defensive lineman. 30, Arik Gilbert, my guy, tight end from Georgia. We're getting 13. We're, get, we're getting 13 snaps from Arik Gilbert next week. Mark it down. Mark it down, baby. I'm going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there. And then at 31 to round it out, Connor took Jordan Battle, the safety from Alabama, for the Buffalo Bills. Let us know Pretty the picks good. that you hated the most. Don't even tell us the ones that you liked. No, I'm kidding. I, we would love to hear all of your takes from this 2023 mock draft. Of course, it is going to be one that we look back on and we say we called it. It's also going to be that one that we look back on and say, I we never say said that. that. You can't prove that. We're scrubbing the entire podcast yep. episode. But these are always fun, man. It was great to uh, be back in the mock draft saddle with you. This was a lot of fun. Dude, it is freaking awesome. Number one in the books. I'm curious how many, because I'm always going to label them in the sheet, like V1, V2. I'm curious how many we ultimately do, considering in the spring, I, we literally did one. We did one every Monday, right? Am I losing my mind? Or do we, we mix it up sometimes? I, we, we did one at least bi-weekly, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's not two weeks that went by without us doing a mock draft. Yeah, so but here we are. I, I feel like there were some Mondays, because the show was new, that we might have done something a little bit different. But... Well, we, we traveled a lot, too. We did Senior Bowl, Combine... So we did a lot of reaction shows to that. We're not going to. We're, we're going to do a lot of mock drafts. What are we going to do? What are, what's your guess here? Thirty. 
you 30? Without doing any calculating at all, I'll say we get 23 done. Okay. That's a lot of mock drafts on one show. That is Because you also drafts. write them. I do a handful from Bleacher Report. I know. <laughs> like, that's a lot of mock drafting for two... Two strapping six foot five, two hundred forty pound lads. Yeah, of course, which we are, of course. Yeah. And if you say that we're not, then simply you then cannot you're just prove wrong, it. You so... can't. You can't prove it. You truly no. can't prove it. Uh, camera takes <laughs> camera takes off a lot of the athleticism, as you guys know. So, no, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Uh, we are officially at three shows a week, which means yes. we are giving you all the content that you could ever want about the NFL and the NFL draft here uh, early on as the season is beginning tomorrow. We've got one full week of college football in the books, technically two weeks because we're combining week zero, but we got a lot of college football to go over, which means we already have our stock up, stock down, our first one of the year, which we are going to be doing tomorrow. We're going to give you the full scope of the scouting stock market. A lot of guys that have already moved up and down the big board, some guys that are primed to have some really big years that really got off on the right foot. Very excited to talk about all of those. We will see you guys tomorrow. I'm Trevor. That's Connor. Thank you for listening to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast.